you are the very temple of the Holy Spirit. And where one is, the other is. The Godhead abides. Jesus made a promise to us. He said that, that we would come and make our abode in you. Isn't that something? He wants to live inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, if you would, open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18 and Romans chapter 10. Proverbs 18, Romans chapter 10. So glad to see Brother Henry here this morning. Uh, he's Amen. been through it, but God took him through it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell him what you told me. You said that it wasn't fair. Well, Instead of him opening up a present, they opened him up. Come on. I bet. I bet. Well, happy belated birthday. Hallelujah. And thank God for his hand in your. Glory. Right. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. That's his testimony. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's holding on to that. That's glorious. All right. Um, we know that the love of God is the, 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 the greatest force uh, in all of the universe. Nothing can stop the love of God because the love of God overcomes all things, right? It never fails. Um, but you receive the love of God. Uh, by an act of faith and because of God's grace, I received the love of God by an act of faith and because of God's grace. And as powerful as as faith is, because think about it, the, the faith that God deals to every person is what enables you and I to be born again, to have a new life. And as powerful as that is, it would bring you and I from death unto life. You realize that there's one thing that will stop faith. And we could label that one thing with many different adjectives, but the Spirit of God today wants me just to call it opinion. Your opinion, my opinion, can stop the faith of God. And so I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, take the filter off my eyes of my heart Help me to be seen by faith and not opinion. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Brother Ryan, would, can you put that picture up that I made, that slide? Um, I want you to see what the Spirit of God spoke. But uh, if you can, I tried to get it into easy worship and I didn't have enough brains. Um, but I, w- I want you to understand that Opinion, your opinion and my opinion is based on what? On a judgment based on past experiences. Because see, uh, if something happens in our life, then if we're not careful, we'll have an opinion. Well, that's the way it's going to always be. If that happened before, then it's going to happen again. Well, uh, while faith, you know what? I love this. Faith is a belief that comes continually hearing the word of God. Because see, the Word of God will change your opinion. The Word of God will change my opinion. And so uh, uh, this morning, uh, if we're going to come to a revelation and to an unction, to a direction of moving to this next level that the Lord is wanting to bring us to, to be so active in these last days, we've got to make sure that our past 
and our opinions of what the way certain things turned out in our life will have no impact on what God's Word says can happen. Because God wants to have the first and final say in our life. Amen? And we want to allow that, don't we? Amen. All right, so let's look in the book of Proverbs. Let's lay a foundation. And then we're going to end up spending most of our time in the, in the Gospel of John. But Proverbs chapter 18, look at verse number 2. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. It says, A fool have no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover, may reveal itself. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover, may reveal itself. Brother Ryan, would you put the Amplified up there? Now, the Amplified takes and takes it from the Hebrew and just expands on it. A self-confident fool has no delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions and himself. Right. How many times have you tried, you've been led by the Spirit of God to share something with somebody to try to help them in a situation? They shut you right down because they want to tell you what their opinion is. If, if my opinion, if your opinion is contrary to the Word of God, we better repent. Amen? Amen. Now, very familiar verse of Scripture. Go ahead and leave it up there in the Amplified, Brother Ryan. In Romans 10, 17, you can quote it in the King James, but let's read it in the Amplified. Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 17. Uh, it says in the King James, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But in the Amplified, I love this. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the lips of the Messiah himself. I want my faith to be out of the words of Jesus, don't you? Not out of my... Um, past, not out of my experience. I want it to be out of the words of Jesus. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for the day you've given us, Lord. Yes. Thank you for your many blessings, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, Lord. Lord, let us receive in our hearts. Let us reprogram our minds, Lord. Let us give a different understanding, a different meaning to it, Lord. We give you all the yes. glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for being here this morning. Such a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. Amen. We are the family of God. So uh, this morning, any Jesus, he made the statement, and you can and, and you can study it out in Matthew chapter seven, Luke chapter six, where Jesus talks about a wise man and a foolish man. And the only difference between a wise man and a foolish man is the wise man, woman, and boy and girl, they hear the word of God and they build their house, they build their life according to the word of God. And because the wise and the foolish are both going to go through storms. Come on, you're going to go through struggles. You're going to go through trials and tribulations and all of these things. But the wise build their life upon the word of God, where when the storm comes, they've got a foundation to stand upon. Amen. And so... Uh, you and I, we need to be so slow to speak, but so quick to hear. James tells us that we need to be quick to hear what the spirit of God is saying, because you, you don't know. I don't know how many times that God has tried to talk to us in our own heart that we were too busy 
to hear what he had to say personally. So then he had to send somebody else across our path to tell us the very same thing he was trying to be intimate with us about. And then we shut them off because we put that filter on. That filter is, well, who are you to tell me anything? We need each other. God put us together in the body of Christ and you and I, we are to be in that place of being able to speak words of wisdom, words of encouragement, words of exhortation, words that will build faith and release faith into each other. Amen. And I guarantee you, if you'll be honest with yourself and listen to the Spirit of God, the person that you need to hear from the most is the person that you have the least respect for. I stand here, I know that because I, I can base that on my own life. That is a, a word of truth. God will always use uh, situations and circumstances uh, to what? To build us up and to, to prune us and to purge us and to make us look more like Jesus. And the only way we can look more like Jesus is sometimes we've got to have that pride level knocked down a notch or two and humble ourselves. Oh, come on now, don't get mad at me. I'm telling you the truth. So this morning, let's be in the place and the position where we realize that we don't want to be foolish, but we want to be wise. And we want to be in the place and the position uh, when God is talking to us, we say, Lord, here I am. Your servant is listening. Amen. I, I want to hear what you have to say. And so I don't want to live my life out of my opinions because my opinions say uh, if this, this, this and the natural is the way it is, then that's the way it has to be. But you and I, we're not we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're, we're in a natural body, but we're of a spirit being. Amen. You, you and I, we are, we have a citizenship that Paul said in heaven. And so heaven is your source. Heaven is my source. This world is not our source, though God does use this world to meet our needs. Amen. But, but you don't have to depend upon everything that you know and that you can gain from, uh, what you've experienced in your life. You can pull things that are impossible from the word of God. Come on, it was impossible for you to humble your heart and say, Lord, forgive me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life and then be born again. That makes no sense to the world. That's the foolishness of preaching to the world. But that's wisdom under you and I. That is power under you and I, the power of God that made us be born again. Amen. And so we don't want to be limited in those things. So uh, go with me to Galatians chapter one, and then we're going to get to John and get into the whole thought of what we're looking at. But in Galatians chapter one, Paul makes this one statement. I just want to read one verse in verse number 10. Galatians 1.10. Look what the apostle Paul says. He said, for do I now persuade men or God? Now, uh, this word in James chapter 3, 3 is, is translated obey. He said, so for now do I obey men or obey God? So you've got to ask yourself. And when, when we, we see that, we've got to put ourselves first. Do I obey men? I'm a man. You're a man. You're a woman. Do I obey myself or do I obey God, because in the natural, you're going to have a lot of filters. You're going to have a lot of opinions. You're going to have a lot of desires in the natural. And you've got to say, now, wait a minute. If what the decision I'm fixing to make is that based on my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, me walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, or is this based on my old way of life, my old way of thinking? Come on. For do I now persuade, do I now obey men or God? You look the patho, you look the word up yourself. Don't take my word for it. Or do I seek to please 
men. For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You and I, we have no, no choice. We're either going to serve God or Matthew 6, 24. You can't serve two masters. You're going to serve God or mammon. God or this world. And so uh, if something is, if you're walking in your life and you're continually pleased in your flesh, let's ring the bell. Let's shout the alarm. Something's wrong. See, I thought all of those years that what would make me happy was I'd be born again but yet I'll do what I want to do. That's pleasing the flesh. That's not pleasing God. Because everything that God wants me to do, I'm just going to be honest with you, my flesh doesn't want anything to do with it. And so i got to learn how to walk in the Spirit about all things. You've got to learn how to walk in the Spirit about all things. Let the Spirit of truth show you what your life, your destiny is all about. And, and then you can be in that place where you or I, where we're pleasing God. Amen? We're not a foolish person, but we're a wise person. And so I, I, wanna, I don't want to be opinionated in saying this is the way it's supposed to be or this is the way it's got to be. I want to be in enough faith because God says I'm going to make the impossible. Come on, Luke 137. With God, all things are possible. Amen. I want the possibilities of God. I don't want the limitation of the flesh. And so here Paul says this is how we can determine where we're at. And so you and I, we need to back up and we need to say, Lord, I really do. I want that filter off my heart. I want that. I want a fresh circumcision of the heart. I want to be able to be sensitive to what you're saying. And I want to follow that lead. Amen. All right. Now let's go to John chapter six. And I want you to just look in full context of chapter 6 and chapter 7, how uh, there is such a powerful teaching here about opinions and about how you and I can have success or we can have failure. Amen? All right, let's start reading in verse number 60. John chapter 6, verse 60. And let's look at some opinionated disciples. So you can be a disciple of the Lord. I can be a disciple of the Lord. And we can let our opinions get in the way and we can miss the whole message of what God's saying. Amen. All right. Look, verse 60. It says, many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, when they heard about uh, him bringing revelation of how we're going to partake of his flesh and his uh, his blood. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. This is a tough, a severe saying. Who can hear it? Now, all of a sudden, they're being challenged. And Jesus is trying to bring a new revelation of what his sacrifice was going to mean. And he was he was going to show how that they could be in Christ and Christ could be in them. And they could have uh, the, the, the body that was broken for their healing. They could have the blood that not only washed them, but made them brand new. Amen. He was bringing this, this communion, this fellowship. He was showing them the table of the Lord. And they say, oh, this, this, because of their opinion, they were saying, they were letting that filter of what they felt say, oh, this is too hard. Think about what Jesus went through to make a table for us. He prepared it. He made it possible. All you and I got to do is say, Lord, I'll sit down. I'll sit down with you. I'll lay my head in your bosom. I'll eat what you've got for me. I'll drink what you've got for me. I trust you more than anything else. Amen. And, and, and so they're in that place where they're letting their opinion determine whether they can receive the word of God. Does that happen in the church today? 
we see where the Bible says that God's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But yet when God starts working on somebody who we think is past saving, we mark them off. That's an opinion. God is looking for hard cases. God's looking for the impossible. So that person in your life, in my life, if the whole world's marked off, you and I need to lift them up and hold them up before Jesus and start rejoicing. Because when the whole world is marked them off, they're ready to be saved. Amen. They're ready to be delivered. They're ready to be born again because God is ready to show himself mighty in the earth and he'll do it through the impossible. Now notice what happens. It says verse 61. When Jesus knew in himself, come on, he had the revelation of discerning of spirits. The gift of the Spirit in operation. When Jesus knew within himself that his disciples murmured, they were grumbling at it. He said unto them, doeth this offend you? Come on, Jesus is going to challenge you and I. And he, he's going to, because when you and I get challenged, all of a sudden we ask ourselves, what do I really believe? See, till you and I get challenged, we just kind of go through life. Well, this is what I think. This is the way I understand it. This is the way I'm going to live my life. But no, when you get challenged, all of a sudden, you, you, you get a light shine on where your feet are planted. You, you get a light shine on where your heart truly is. And you've come to an understanding. I come to an understanding of what I'm truly believing in and what I'm truly believing for. Amen? And so Jesus, does this offend you? And so you and I, we need to, we need to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me every part of the word that is a challenge to me to the point that, see, this word offend means it's a stumbling block. Jesus don't want to stumble us. He wants to be a, a stepping stone. He wants to challenge us to come up higher in him. And so when we let him show us the truth, it'll change everything. Now, we could, uh, well, let's go on. He said, verse 62, what and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend uh, up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, notice this, makes alive. The spirit makes alive. The flesh profiteth nothing, not one thing. But the words, the rhema word, the fresh word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, Jesus said, what I'm telling you right now is a rhema word. It's a moment for right now. Thank God for this whole Bible. But guess what? Some of the things in the Bible right now, I don't need it. You don't need it. Now, we may need it tomorrow, next week, but we need the Holy Spirit to teach us moment by moment. We need the rhema word. Understand what I'm saying? We need the word that is for right now. Um, like Brother Kenny used to say, you know, he, he, he said that he knew this guy. He would just, he said, Lord, I'm going to trust you, but he would never read the Bible. He just opened the Bible and he just stick his finger on a verse and he said, okay, that's what the Spirit of God's saying to me and you know and he, and he used to talk about how um that uh that uh, that verse in there about judas judas went out and hanged himself and then he flipped to the next verse and it says and you go do likewise you know you you can't pick and choose you can't just pick out what you want anyway so that's what we got to be so cautious about is, is what's god saying to me what's he bringing revelation to me what's he giving me unction about what what's he wanting to show me because i want that rhema word i want that word that is for right now uh thank god for the whole bible yes but what what's the word for me this morning what's the word that the spirit of god is wanting to encourage me about now look what happens in verse 64 for uh but there was some of you that believe not 
See, that filter, that opinion will, will, will determine whether you believe or whether I believe or whether we don't believe. And so we got to make sure I don't want anything but the Holy Spirit. I don't want my past experiences. I don't want my understandings. I don't want my likes, my dislikes to influence me. I want what the Spirit of God wants. Amen. I'm on a journey. I'm so I'm open and honest with you as open and honest as I can be. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm on a journey. I'm going where God wants me to go. I'm better than I was yesterday, but I'm not going to be as good as I'm going to be tomorrow. The Lord tarry and I keep breathing. Amen. God's changing me and I don't like what I see in the past, but I'm looking to the mirror. I'm looking at the word of God and I'm seeing things different. I'm having a hope built inside of me. I'm having an expectancy because I know I can be more like Jesus. Amen. It's available to all of us. So let's believe the Lord. Now drop down if you would. Um, it says in, in uh, verse 66, from that time, many mark that down in your Bible, highlight it in your Bible out. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Why? They let their opinions determine. How many times that, that, that do you share a truth with somebody and all of a sudden you realize that they avoid you like the plague? Because that truth challenged them. They wasn't willing to accept the challenge. And so they don't want to deal with what the Spirit of God said in you and through you. So they just stay away from you. Well, that's what's happening here with these disciples. And so we've got to be in the place and the position where when the Lord gives us a word that challenges us, we say, Lord, by your help, I'm up to the challenge. I, I, I'm ready to, to, to be more like you. Now, drop down to, uh, to, to the seventh chapter and look at uh, starting at verse one. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry uh, in, in Judah, Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. Now look at verse 3. His brethren therefore said unto him, uh, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples may see the works that thou doest. Now uh, here we, we, we had uh, uh, opinionated disciples. Here we've got an opinionated brethren, uh, Jesus' very own brethren. And they're, they're, they're saying, Hey, if you who you say you are, go on up, show yourself. See, the devil will try to challenge you to get you to get ahead of the Lord and out of his will and to do it the way he wants you to do it. Jesus was wiser than that because he was walking in the spirit. He was walking by the spirit. Don't let somebody challenge you and get you in a place where you're operating beyond your faith level or you're operating out of the time frame of God. Amen. So Jesus is wiser than that. Look what it says. Uh, it, it says uh, they're, they're challenging him. Uh, verse 4, For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he that himself seeketh to be known openly, if, mark that down, if thou do these things, show thyself to the world. I don't have to. You don't have to. We're not looking to show ourselves to anybody. Jesus was looking to lift up the Father. That's all he was looking to do. You and I, we're looking to lift up Jesus by the Holy Spirit. That's it. We don't want anybody looking at us. We want them to see Jesus in us. We want them to see the truth. We want them to see the grace. We want them to see the love. Amen. Now look what happens. Verse 5. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Why? Opinions. They grew up with him. See, sometimes we can be so close to somebody that we can't see the anointing in their life. 
We can be so close to somebody, we can't see the call of God in their life. We can be so close to them, we can't hear the truth from them because we're thinking about the time they did this or the time they said that, and that has nothing to do with what God's trying to do in and through them right now. Amen? Now, are we hurting them? A little bit, but we're really hurting ourselves. Because we're shutting ourselves off from what God wants to say to us, what God's wanting to impart to us. See, we need to honor the messenger. Oh, thank God that he sends messengers in my life. I am so grateful and so thankful. Uh, the, the, the times that God's used Donna to speak a truth, that he's used some of you to speak a truth in my life, I'm appreciative for that. I'm thankful for that because it's a difference between life and death. Success and failure, amen? All right. Now, uh, drop down to verse 10. And uh, it says, but when his brethren were going up, then when he also up unto the feast. And we're going to talk about the opinionated religious here. Went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret, because Jesus knew it wasn't the time. Uh, this is the Feast of Tabernacles, not the Feast of uh, Passover. Verse 11. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, where is he? Verse 12. And there was much murmuring. There's that word again. Among the people concerning him. Now look what happens. Mark it down in your Bible or your Bible app. For some said. For some said he is a good man. But others said. Mark it down. But others said nay. But he deceiveth the people. See opinions. Opinions. These people, they're, they're, they're living together. They're walking together. They're seeing the same things Jesus done. They're hearing the same things that Jesus said, yet some believe he's a good person. Some believes he's not. That's where we're at in the world right now. Amen. I mean, you're in the house of the Lord this morning. You're in the body of Christ this morning. And you're believing Jesus. You're taking him at his word. Amen. But there's a whole group of people who are rejecting the gospel. They're misunderstanding God's grace and God's mercy. They're shunning the love of God. And because of what? Because of opinions. Opinions. So you and I, we have an avenue here. We have a revelation here of how to pray. We pray that the eyes of people's understanding. That's why Paul teaches us in Ephesians chapter 3, the uh, from verses 15 to the end of the chapter. And Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 uh, down to... Uh, about verse 23 or so, however much you want to cover in there, how to pray for people, that their eyes or their understanding being enlightened, that they may know what the hope of their calling in Christ Jesus is, that the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of wisdom will bring knowledge of Jesus. Not knowledge of a denomination, not knowledge of a church, not knowledge of a man, but knowledge of Jesus. Amen? And so you can see this at work here. Now, it says... Uh, Verse, uh, verse, down to verse 14, for sake of time. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and he taught. That's the only thing that's going to change people's lives. The word of God. You and I, we have to hear the word taught. We have to hear it. Now you've got a teacher. Jesus said that when you accepted Jesus, that he would send another comforter just like him and he would be your guide. He would be your instructor. Oh, glory. See, you may not always have somebody else, but you've always got the Holy Spirit. 
And if you'll open up the Bible, oh, if you'll open up the Bible, the Holy Ghost will open up your heart. If you'll open up the Bible, the Holy Ghost will give you a brand new start. If you open up the Bible, the Holy Ghost will meet you where you're at. The Holy Ghost will put you on the right hand of the Father where you'll always be in a place of victory and you will stand in Jesus' name. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying right now. You need to receive it. I need to walk in it. We need to believe it. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 14, now about the midst of the week of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. Verse 15, and the Jews marveled. Now here's another, this is this religionated, opinionated people. Uh, and the Jews marveled, saying, "He, uh, how knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Come, that's what We do the same thing. Somebody come, they put their arm around you and they say, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting to impart this to you. Who are you? Now, we don't just accept any word from anybody, but you know when the Holy Spirit sends somebody to you, it bears witness in your spirit. And if it bears witness, you and I are without excuse. And if we don't receive it and accept it, we open up a door for the devil. He comes as a fowl of the air, Mark chapter 4, and he steals the word out of our heart. And then you and I, were in a mess. Okay, drop down to verse 40 for sake of time. We can look at, you know, see, they want, they decided there they want to kill Jesus because Jesus gave them a word they didn't like. <laughs> How many times do we do that? I dare them say that to me. Who are they to judge me? Well, the Bible says I need to judge myself. Therefore, I won't have to be judged. And they may not be judging me. They may be what? They may be tasting my fruit. See, we're to be fruit inspectors. Verse 40. Here's, here's how the vision keeps the church from being what it would, what the Lord would have it to be. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying said, of a truth, this is a prophet. So you got, you got part of the church saying, yes, I believe Jesus. I believe that he is the son of God. I believe he is the Rima speaking prophetic word for this moment of time. Amen. And they're saying, I'm ready to receive it. Uh, verse 41, others said, see, if we can't believe the Lord, we need to keep our mouth shut. Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus, put a seal on my mouth. If, if you say something to me that I cannot believe, then help me shut my mouth that I will not undo what you have for me. Come on, that's what happened to um, Elizabeth when the angel came to her and said, "Hey, you're going to have a son. He's going to be John the Baptist. He's going to usher in the. He's going to prepare the way for the Lord." The, uh, help me with her priest. Her husband's name was uh, what? Uh, Zach Zacharias. He he couldn't keep his mouth shut because he couldn't believe God. So God had to shut his mouth. He couldn't talk from that moment until John the Baptist was born. Because he would undone what God had said through Gabriel, right? So you and I, we need to learn how to keep our mouth shut. Others said, this is the Christ, the anointed one. 
Notice this here. They're still yakking. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? See, I told you the story before. When Don and I first started going to church, we didn't get saved, but we was going to church as teenagers. And I remember coming back and, and talking about church. And I talked about it in front of my dad. And I was talking about who, the different people that was in the church and him saying, I've been everywhere and done everything with that person. I said, that doesn't mean nothing. That's not no more real than anything. Come on, what, what did we just read? See, people, they look and they gauge people from where they, where they know that they came from, not where they are. Thank God from where He brought me from, but I'm not where I was. Amen? You're not where you were. Now we're, what? We're living from heaven. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We have forgiveness. Amen? Verse 12, have the Scripture... Have not the scripture said that Christ cometh out of the seed of David and cometh out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? See how smart God was. The devil couldn't keep up with nothing that the Lord, our God, our Father was doing. So there came a division among the people. Why? Because of him. There was a division. Opinions. Opinions. Well, I think we need to start church early. Well, I think we need to start it late. I think we need to have uh, this. We need to have that. That's, all those things are fine and well if they didn't hinder you, if they didn't hinder me. What does the Holy Spirit say? That's what matters. That's the only thing that matters. Verse 44. And some of them would have taken him, mark this down, and some of them would have taken Jesus, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have you not brought him? The officers answered, "Never look at this, Never man spake like this man. They knew more than the religious. Why? Because they weren't letting the religious, um, what's the word? Um, where you have a, a, have a, a, a tendency from, against somebody because you know you, 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 you know, like uh, this is this is hypocrisy and, and we could take it as a form of religious racism, if you would. They, they didn't have nothing to base anything on and they just took Jesus at his word. You know, it's easier to talk to somebody who's never been churched than trying to unlearn somebody who's been churched in a wrong way. You know what I mean? Who's not been brought up in Jesus, but been brought up in a in a uh, a, a denominational situation. Um. Then the officers answered and said, No man spake like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed on him? In other words, hey, why would you believe? You don't know nothing, but I've been in church all my life. Come on, that's what they're saying. Opinions, opinions. Verse 49, But... this people who knoweth not the law, they are cursed. Nicodemus, now aren't you glad there's always somebody who has some uh, influence? Say, I've got influence. Nicodemus saith unto them, He that came to Jesus by night, being one of them. In other words, this is a, this is a meeting of the Sanhedrin. This is going to determine what they're going to do. Doeth our law judge any man before it hear him and know that know what he doeth? 
Verse 52, they answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? <laughs> in other words, they're, they're putting him in his place because he's standing against what they're trying to do. They were doing an illegal act. Search and look, for out of Galilee arise no prophet. That's not true. Jonah, for one, off the top of my head, come from this area. So that's that's a false belief. So you and I, we can believe things falsely and they can influence us. Now notice what happens. Verse 53. And every man went into his own house. Let's put that in something we could understand this morning. Every person went home in their own belief, their own opinion. So you and I, we're going to leave this service this morning. And are we going to leave this service in the opinion that we brought with us? Are we going to leave this service in a fresh perspective of faith by the Holy Spirit speaking to us? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. Amen. I, I, I want to learn to think like Jesus. I want to learn to talk like Jesus. And I want to see that uh, that I can have faith to believe for all things. I can have faith to believe what he's promised is for me. Don't you? I want that. And it's available to me. It's available to you. And I want to leave you with this illustration. I, I think it'll really paint the picture good. I want you to go with me to the year of 1858. And there is a Lieutenant Ivy in the United States <clears throat> Cavalry. And they they go into the southwestern part of the United States. They go into the uh, and, and go up the Colorado River and they come into the Grand Canyon area. And their their job was they were to go in there and to uh, to map all of this area out, to inspect it, and to bring back the report uh, so it could work its way up to the president and they could figure out what they were going to do with this land that they owned. And so uh, as they went through and they, they mapped all of this out, uh, Lieutenant Ivy, he, he said about this area, he said, this is a God forsaken place. So there's only one way in. And he said, as I look around, I would dare say that we're the first people that's ever been here. And we're the last people that would ever want to come back. And so he gave his opinion about this whole area and, 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 and took it back to the president. See, his opinion was out of his discomfort, out of what he was feeling, out of what he was seeing. Well, last year, there were 5.9 million people who went through the Grand Canyon. Would you say his opinion was right? And they actually, they average about that every year. They're, all, they're number two uh, for the smoke, uh, right behind the Great Smoky Mountains as far as the most popular uh, national park. Now think about that. See, his opinion could have influenced what was going to happen with this property in the future. Your opinion, my opinion, can influence what's going to happen not only with our own lives, our family, but those that God is putting in our life. We can't be led by the flesh. We can't stay in what we like and what we don't like. We've got to stay in what thus saith the Spirit of the living God. Amen? Because He looks and He sees the impossible that's possible. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank You for the power of Your Word. I thank You for this group of people who are hungry for you. They're willing to yield to you. They trust in you this morning. Lord, and I ask by the, the that two-edged sword of your word that you would come in to the very depth of our being, in our spirit, and you would do a spiritual surgery, and you would cut aside anything that would hinder us from being able to hear and to receive the truth. Let us 
see you as the first and final say in every area of our life. Correct us in love and help us just to come up out of some things, out of limitations. And let us start being led by our faith. You said walk by faith, not by sight. Not by sight is an emotion. It's, a, it's, it's something that we see in the natural. And if we can walk by what we see, we'll walk by what we feel. We'll walk by what we hear in the natural. All of those things, Lord, don't let that be. Let us simply do what your word says. Let us walk in faith. You said that we couldn't please you if we wasn't walking in faith. If we wasn't walking by the Spirit, Lord, let it be. Take us to that new level in you. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. We praise you for it. Would you come this morning and say, Lord, here I am. I realize that you are speaking a timely word into my heart. That There's some things in my life that I haven't uh, listened to you about. I haven't trusted you for. That I've, I've settled for second best. I've, I've just chose to walk in where I'm at. But I, I want to hear the word of God. And I want to I see that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all I can uh, think or ask. Would you come and just give that to the Lord this morning and let him do a mighty work in your life? That person that you're believing for, they're not beyond salvation. Better said, that person you're believing for is not beyond coming out of a backslidden state. Somebody you're believing for this morning, they're in a backslidden state. God can meet them where they're at. He can bring truth to them. Trust him. Do what he would have you to do for your glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You give life, you love, you bring life to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. You give life, you love, you bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Great are you. 
Thank you, Brother Corey. How great our Lord is. Amen. The great God Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. Say, the greater one lives in me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else here this morning that you say, I want you to pray with me about this? You have something on your heart that we haven't addressed? We would love to pray with you. The, the church would uh, pray for Victoria and the kiddos. Yes. It's a 
they are getting better, but they had a rough night last night because they're having a hard time. Yes, breathing. yes. Um, so just continued healing in their lives. That's right. Yes, amen. We will do that. Thank you, Brother Corey. My aunt, I got to know her later in life because my grandmother on my father's side had nothing to do with it. Right. And my aunts had nothing to do with it. So later on in life, Mama said when my daddy was uptown, my aunts would walk across the street. My grandmother would to avoid Right. Well, they came to me when she. They came to the hospital when my father died, and nobody would talk to them except for me. And then when uh, my grandmother, was, they put her in a nursing home, and they asked me to come and see her. And I thought, why? You know. Right. You know, why should I? I had nothing to say to her because I really didn't know her. Right. And now it kind of bothers. I'm wondering, should I come to them? You know. Well, um, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. So what we do is we just say, Lord, help me learn from that. Yeah. And I think the reason maybe why they wanted you to was because you had accepted them and that, you know, when others hadn't, Absolutely. and that meant so much to them. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, just uh, say, Lord, thank you for letting me hear from you because you did, and, and I'm going to build on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to yield to that and grow in that. Amen. Let's pray for that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for comfort. Lord, we can't do anything about yesterday, but we are making our minds up that right now we're gonna serve you. We're gonna follow you. We're gonna walk with you. Lord, and we thank you that you can bring the impossible back together. And Lord, just let our sister, just let her be encouraged that she knows that when she does what you'd have her to do, Lord, that it'll cause other people to see that. It'll bring unity. It'll bring direction in their lives, Lord. And let her know that she can yield to you and trust you and get stronger and stronger in every way. And right now we uh, come in agreement with Brother Corey. We call Sister Victoria and the kiddos the healed of the Lord. We thank you that you're working in their lives. We lift our hands to you and we worship you. We thank you that you sent your word and healed us. We thank you that we can speak the name of Jesus over congestion, over inflammation and sinus passages and nasal passages, all of those things. And we just rejoice in you. We lift your name. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for uh, helping Brother Corey to be able to come. Just uh, continue to bless him and lead him as he blesses us and leads us in that place of worship. Lord, let there be a fire inside of him burn like never before. Let him see that you're wanting to expose some things that the devil wants to hide, that you're wanting to use him in a new prophetic worship. I'm prophesying to you in the name of Jesus. God wants to use you to open up some things that have been hidden, some things that have not been understood. And in the name of Jesus, by the anointing of the Spirit of God, in a prophetic leadership of the role of worship, that you can bring a truth to God's people like never before. Lord, let him get that in his heart. Let it be on fire. Let us accept that and receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. We ask you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. You know, uh, Victoria and I had a conversation this morning that, that went 
I believe right along with the uh, the, the sermon, the message this morning, because we were talking about how uh, you know it's amazing over the, really over the last few years how God's laid on our hearts to to know more about what we believe and why we believe it. You know, more than just opinion. And uh, you know, we we both got to talking about different different people that are of uh, different denominations of us. That, you know, we definitely don't agree with everything they have to say, but one thing that we really respect about them is the fact that they know what they believe and why. And uh, this is where we got into like the sermon this morning. Um, you know, we see this uh, at least I see this a lot in like a uh, Pentecostal Church of God or Assemblies of God kind of camp. I see a lot in the Baptists that you know people kind of grow up with an inherited faith it's like this is this is what my grandparents were raised in this is what my parents were raised in so this is what i'm going to follow after and uh, i'm going to base my opinions beliefs based based upon what they did in this denomination that i'm in and uh you kind of come at them with some uh, some apologetic conversations you know some conversations about like the truth of jesus christ the history of jesus christ and they're like i don't know about all that but i know what my i know what my daddy told me and that's good enough for me and, you know, there's so much they miss out on because of that. And also because of that, if somebody comes at them with a question that can truly be answered by those historical facts, they don't have any kind of basis to back to answer the question. And I don't know about y'all, but I tend to be one of those people that if I don't have an answer, I kind of make one up. But anyway, um, thank, praise God, he's got me way out of that. That used to be the way that I was, though. But praise God, he's got me way out of that. But, you know, it's, it's all about knowing the fact and the truth of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I was listening to a, a guy on a podcast the other day, and, and he said that, uh, you know, he, when he came to know Christ, it wasn't because of what somebody else told him, but it was because he found out that Jesus was historically and evidently true. It was the evidence of Christ that drew him to Christ, to realize that Christ was real to begin with. And, you know, when the evidence drew him, the Spirit really opened him up to, the very, to even more truth of Christ because he had that hunger. And so, you know, we got into the conversation about knowing what we believe and why we believe it. It's more than opinion. It's, it's, it's fact. It's fact. So praise God for the facts of Jesus that we can get into and learn more and more every day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But, I don't, you know, having that conversation this morning, well, that was just coincidence. It's, you know, whatever. But praise God. God lines things up perfectly. Amen. Amen. Um, all that being said, this time we'll take the opportunity to uh, to step into another place of worship to be able to uh, uh, believe God in, returning our, in the returning of our tithes and the giving freely into the offering. And uh, Brother Donnie, would you bless the tithes and the offerings this morning? 